On today's show, Kyrie Irving is good at basketball. How good at basketball? And how much better does he make the Mavericks? We talk about his debut and what are the Mavs going to do at trade deadline? Talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. Oh, oh, I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. They don't. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Exed, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Lockdown Maps your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know what's one thing that stood out to you about Kyrie's debut for the Dallas Mavericks. We'll talk all kinds of things. Dallas Mavericks with Kyrie Irving, his debut. What did he look like? Talk about all that today. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel. Uh, sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And joining me, as always, my co host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the Let It Ride Runner, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I, <clears throat> this was such a weird feeling watching this game. It's like watching a different team. <laughs> we have watched this Mavericks team every minute, every game. For the past six years, yeah, you know, I've I've been in Dallas for you know, a handful of years. After that, I was gonna say I think seven uh, years for us because we cover we covered the team for at least I did a year before yeah. we started Lockdown Mavs. That's true, yeah. Um, and you know, just fans of Mav, Mavs ball and stuff before that. But let's just say you know the Luca you know years here. It was so weird watching tonight because was just never seen like a player at that level besides <laughs> Luca, you know, like yeah. even since Luke, I mean, we're, you know, start covering the team in the, you know, last few years of Dirk, like just haven't had a player at that level. So just watching, I mean, one, it's Kyrie Irving, one of the most popular players in, you know, basketball, but yeah. to see, you know, see him have a Mavs jersey on pre, you know, pregame, my wife and I were watching, we're like, this is so weird seeing him in a Mavs jersey, but then just watching him play ball. it's like, all right, this is just mind-boggling. Like this is a Maverick. Like this is the map same Mavs team we've been watching, and he like another guy at like near Lucas level is on the Mavs. It was a kind of a, a surreal experience. It was. It was. A, it was an interesting game. The Mavericks get the win, one hundred and ten to one hundred and four against the Clippers. Healthy Clippers team, by the way. The only guy out for them is John Wall, who may not make another appearance for them. They looking looking to trade him. Mark Stein tweeted that during the game. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the. Uh, oh, I already said that. We're gonna, we'll talk about the, the rumors and everything happening with the trade deadline. Mavs might still make a deal. Mavs might still make a deal. Kyrie Irving, debut for the Mavericks. Luka Doncic does not play. And the thing that stood out to me was one, what Isaac said, just the talent level 24 points, five assists, four boards. Had some trouble with the with some turnovers. He had five turnovers. I think I think they were all like. Un, uncharacteristic turnovers for Kyrie. You know, first game, first game with the team. Eight points in the fourth. He's the leading scorer in the fourth quarter, in or at least one of the leading scorers in the fourth quarter in the NBA. The Mavs need that so bad. They have not been good offensively in the fourth quarter, and he just makes them different. They think imagine those those double teams. 
against Luka with Kyrie as the other guy. We got to kind of see the inverse of that. Like Kyrie as the doubled, the guy that was doubled in the fourth quarter in this game. And then he he swings it around to other guys. Uh seeing it the way that he can create a shot. There was a moment in the there was a moment in the fourth quarter. Yeah, 10, 10 minutes left in the game. Kyrie gets a rebound, runs, stop and pop. He is so quick at just the running and stopping immediately. Like you saw it a couple mm-hmm. times in this game. There was the play that the Clippers challenged late in the fourth quarter, but that beginning of the third quarter where he just take, gets the rebound, stops, pops, hits a three, and the Mavs really needed a bucket there. And he just went and got it. Like he just went and got it. And it's just wild to watch a guy that can just go and do that stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get Luka in shape. Um, <laughs> just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Just, no, don't come at me. Are they going uh, on ayahuasca but, together? Like, <laughs> but, but, in, but in all honesty, though, I mean, you know, having a guy with his speed with the ball yeah. is another thing, too. I mean, I mean, I was seeing Mavs fans start this year. It's like, oh, Jaden Hardy. It's just crazy seeing him drive. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, Jaden's a you know, fine player, but like to see Kyrie Irving get the ball off a rebound or somebody, you know, Dwight get a rebound and hand it to you know, Kyrie, and he's, I mean, flying down the floor. And that was just a change up of like, whoa, all right, we're playing a little faster, you know, having a little fun. Like Kyrie's going to get out there and want to push the ball. Let's get running a little bit. Lucas will be like, hey, can we slow it down just a little bit? <laughs> Or he's going to run and have fun with it. But here's the thing. Having somebody else that can break down a defense yes. and hit an open man with incredible passes. That, you know, you see how Brunson played with Luka. But Brunson was, a, you know, he was he got quicker last year. That was one of the things, you know, For we sure. talked about a lot last year on, on this podcast. was like how quicker he was better in isolation, yep. like all the stuff yep. that he had gotten. But Kyrie's ability just to get into the paint and Different hit the level. open man, it's like, okay, Luca, Luca really doesn't have to be out here all the time. <laughs> There's somebody else on the team that can set up the whole team and hit these open, you know, guys across in the corners and stuff. It, it yeah, that was one of the biggest things I wrote down on my notes. It's like, wow, this is a changeup. And not even just in the fourth quarter when it was doubled. In that first quarter where the Mavericks kind of won the game, right? They, they it was a wire to wire win, so they. They went. It got really hot in that first quarter. Reggie Bullock hits what three threes or no hits uh, five threes in that first quarter, and it was Kyrie like encouraging the offense to move around a little bit. The guy, I, I, I saw early on these instances of all right. Dwight Powell has the ball and he like looks around. He's he's at the free throw line. He's he's facing his back to the basket. He like looks around, sees Kyrie, locks eyes with Kyrie, and is like. I give you the ball now. And Kyrie was like, no, 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 run something else. Have, have Bullock come around to, you know, another screen from Tim or, or Josh Green or like something else. And that's happened a couple times in that first quarter where you just have other guys touching the ball and you just have the ball moving around a little bit more. And it, you know, it's going to sound like a knock on Luca, but that's just something we haven't seen from, yeah. from Luca basketball at this point because they haven't had a player like that. But for Kyrie to encourage that, especially even in his first game, I thought that. I thought that was like a catalyst to that first quarter to where they, you know, they go out to an 18 to eight lead early. Then they go on a 13 Oh run after that. They go, they're up 24 to nine. And then, you know, they finished the quarter with 41 points. Like it was just, it was interesting to see it. Like you said, it looked like a different team getting fast break points and all of it. They seem so confident. They, yeah. I mean, the vibes, the vibes over the last two games. Oh. I mean, you know, the, the win, <laughs> dare we say, we can use it. The, oh, I don't have the I don't have the drop anymore. But oh, boo. Well, it's Brunson, but the the the, uh, the drop was Brunson saying the vibes are immaculate. 
<laughs> uh, but I mean, they were. I mean, they were. You know, our last game with you know carrying those guys out, and then you know this game, it's just from the opening tip. I mean, <laughs> Reggie Bullock hit five threes in a row to start the game. Amazing. You know, for him, right? And um, you know, we can talk. Wait, about I'm sorry. How many threes did he hit? Uh, five. I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. You knew it was coming. Every one of you knew it was coming. Kyrie, <sighs> Kyrie, uh, uh, off ball. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's one of the things. You know, obviously we've never covered a team with Kyrie Irving on it, so to where we're not watching Kyrie every single minute of every single <laughs> game that he's playing. Now we are. And <laughs> it's like we, you know, you know that he he's shifty. You know all the stuff that you know about Kyrie and his shooting and offense ability he's a better defender than i've always thought that he's a better defender than what a lot of people give him credit for yeah i agree but just watching him tonight as like a member of like our team you know whatever you want to say how you want to say it <laughs> that was really cute the way you just said that <laughs> um <laughs> he moves so well off the ball our like team. i mean <laughs> our team <laughs> steph you know steph is incredible at that but watching Kyrie move off the ball tonight yeah. Um, cause I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I just watched Kyrie from most of the night. It's like watching him off the wall, watching him play defense, dissecting everything. It's like watching how he interacts with, you know, teammates and stuff. I mean, every dead ball he's finding teammates. Have I, this is why you hear so much. One of the examples is why players and teammates love this guy yes. and love playing with the guy. So, um, it was a, it was a cool debut to see Kyrie. Uh, tonight and a big win for him too. I know it's all about Kyrie. You know, it, it was a big win for him also. They needed this win. They they get the win, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it was great to see how Kyrie can make this team different. They got the fast break points. They're moving the ball around. Coming up, let's talk about how the game was won. Let's talk about some more things that we saw from Kyrie specifically, and then how the Mavericks got this win. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel is the new sports betting partner for Locked On. They are the number one sports book in America. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that can make betting on sports easy and fun. Download FanDuel right now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Let's see what we got for Super Bowl. A couple game props. Um, first team to convert a first down. You get Kansas City or Philadelphia minus 110. So you get pick either one of them. Who's getting the first down first? Who is you know winning the coin toss? I'll say uh, <laughs> Philly. Well, they could go three and out the first time. They don't. They don't necessarily have to. Philly, I'll go. What will happen first? A sack or a touchdown? A sack. That's those are both minus one tens. You can bet on all these kind of things. Go check it out at FanDuel again. No sweat first bet up to three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if you go to FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon to claim it right now. Go ahead, check it out. FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game. Again, the Dallas Mavericks get the win against the Clippers, 110 to 104. Come out to a big 41-point first quarter. Finish the game off with a 29-point fourth quarter that was huge. Kyrie getting doubled a bunch. The Mavericks moving the ball around. What else did you see from, from Kyrie in this game? The 24 points, we talked about his like change of directions, the shiftiness, the shooting, the off-ball movement, like getting, getting people to move uh without the ball like i just i thought that it was it was very interesting to see this team play with Kyrie as opposed to anyone else that they that they played yeah i mean i was really impressed with his health you know he played 36 minutes you know he had, he's had the right calf soreness and <laughs> that Jacques Vaughn's uh, been talking about for weeks and even after the trade was done Jacques Vaughn was asked about his calf and he's like it's still sore <laughs> yeah so i was it was really good to see him out there didn't seem like it bothered him you know a ton 
Um, so he he looked healthy and it's cool that he could play that many minutes. But no, I mean, just I couldn't tell. Okay, in. at the end of that, I couldn't tell if it was still a bit from you because he just kept going with it. Was that a bit? Or yeah, it was. It was a bit. Like <laughs> I tweeted about today, and like there were a couple people thought I was being serious about. It, you just fine. you just kept talking about it for so long. I was like, oh, this, this may not be, yeah, this may not be. I a, got you. May not be it's a bit. Good. He got me at the end. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's good. Um, I don't get to like get you very often anymore. No. <laughs> um, but but no, I mean, just having a, another guy out there that just comes down the floor, and I mean, the dude was barking out orders, and he's <laughs> only been there. It's just game one. It's like telling people where to go. You know, even like he, you know, him and uh, Christian Wood missed out a on a lob. You know, to each other, he threw it off the backboard. It looked like he's telling Christian Wood to like jump. And, he's like, I don't shoot that bad. Like, come on, man. But like, you know, he's grabbing him, talking to him about it. I think that was one of the things that stood out was just how vocal and how much. I mean, it literally felt like Kyrie Irving was the leader of the team tonight, and it was no. game one. And I don't think you don't see that very often of a of a guy stepping in. So well, there's an interesting there's an interesting like uh, relationship now that Kyrie's going to be 31 in March. Luca's 23. He's about to be 24, but he's 23 right now. When LeBron and Kyrie won the title in 2016. LeBron was 31 and Kyrie was 23. So like, think about the age of those guys on that team. Like, I'm not saying that they're about to win the title, but the it's, it's that type of relationship now that you have with Kyrie as the, as the veteran now and Luca as the, the younger guy. And they've been very clear that it's Luca's team, right? Like, yeah, I think from the, yeah. from the opening, I think Jason Kidd commented on it. Uh, Kyrie Irving said like, you know, I'm here to support Luca and lead with him, you know, saying all that, like saying all the right things that you, you want to hear somebody say about, um, you know, playing with a generational star like Luca. And yeah, so that dynamic is going to be interesting. Like who, who's leading and Luca doesn't Luca leads a little bit, but it's not, he's not really stepped up into the, he he'll yell at guys and they do stuff wrong, but he's not the, he hasn't been the vocal leader for the Mavericks the last couple of years. Wait, he, ta- he leads in his own way for sure. Yeah. For sure. But we've talked about how Dorian has, has had been a leader throughout the playoff run and, and Brunson had become a leader in, in that. Right. And you know, Dwight, Dwight Powell's a leader in the locker room in different ways. And uh, it's interesting to, it'll be an interesting dynamic to bring in, bring in Kyrie who on the court in the locker room, everyone has respected has been, yeah. you know, a great leader. I wouldn't know. I don't know if I would say he selflessly led a team, as he said, but, but, uh, the other thing I thought that he just, like the way that guys react to him, seeing Jaden Hardy, there's a fast break where he and Jaden, like Kyrie and Jaden Hardy were were running down the court and like Jaden Hardy loses the ball or something happens where the ball goes out of bounds. He misses Kyrie on some pass or something. And like Jaden Hardy is, is looking at him laughing and like trying to like catch his catches catches gaze like do you, you see what i was trying to do but like i didn't I, I messed it up he's like i'm sorry i messed it up but my name's Jaden. hey i know <laughs> it kind of felt like that we love Jaden hardy and yeah. uh love just how much he loves the game and loves other players and has like a reverence for Kyrie. I, it's gonna be really interesting to see them interact but but that mo- that that moment and a couple other moments like seeing a revitalized javel mcgee seeing theo pinson come out in the fourth quarter like yeah. it, it this this has really i feel like this move and i feel like some trades can just energize a team obviously the one last year the, the porzingis dinwiddie trade definitely energized this team last year and i feel like they're may do it again this year <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk let's talk about some of these other guys real quick um javel mcgee so i mean what 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 happened? Is he excited about being elsewhere, or the dude comes in and has 
I mean, if you just looked these... at, if you just looked at the box score, you'd be like six and a half minutes. All right, he that's all, he won from four for three from the field, but five boards, two of them on the offensive end, and three blocks in just six minutes. Like it was the best we've seen from Javale McGee. Yeah, and just like hustling and battling, you know, down low and stuff. And he played over Christian Wood. I mean, in the rotation, uh, that was a. I was like, oh, okay, Christian Wood's just not going to play in this game because he's probably going to be dealt tomorrow. And then Christian Wood comes in later and is like, all right, so they're just playing Javel over Christian Wood. It was, um, but no, I mean, for him, I thought it was a, I, I thought it was a good game for him. And then our guy, more than a hype oh, man. Oh yes. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> Theo Pinson. I mean, he had some big moments tonight. Big. Yeah. The, he, he was, I mean, he ran point a little bit too. Ran point a little bit. When Kyrie was getting doubled, he was the one getting the ball at times. He had nine points. He had two threes, hit a free throw, uh, had three assists in this game. Like, honestly, had a really, really big impact on this game, uh, especially late in the fourth. There was a moment in the fourth quarter where, uh, yeah, 26 seconds left. Kyrie gets doubled. Theo Pinson gets the ball at the nail or at the free throw line and then kicks over to Tim Hardaway Jr. for a three. Tim Hardaway hits it, and that basically sealed the game for him. Uh, he had he's had some great moments in this game. He hit that uh, another three at the like in the middle of the third or the middle of the fourth quarter where the Mavs go up by 10 in the fourth quarter when it seemed like the Clippers were coming back. Just big moments from Theo Pinson. Uh, but that's what I was talking about. It just tr- feels like this trade like revitalized some of these guys. Uh, gotta love, gotta love one more than a hype man. Theo Pinson gets in yeah, there, I mean, gets the gets the interview after the game from Harpin. Uh, did you catch Bally's? Were you watching Bally's? No, no, oh, it's okay. It's on ESPN too. But um, yeah, I watched ESPN. Harp's, Harp called him coach. I'm sorry, guys. Harp called him coach in the in the interview. He goes, "Now, coach, at this juncture, he's like, <laughs> he's like oh, hold on, hold on, sorry, sorry, sorry." <laughs> And Theo like didn't really like it. You could tell that he responded. He like kind of twinged with it, but I thought it was funny. He called Theo coach. Uh, but yeah, we. I mean, there was multiple role players tonight. that played well. Theo, Javel. I thought Josh had another good game. Amazing. I mean, the dude is he just continues to you know his his little like stock arrow continues just to go up in the in the green. Uh, just playing defense, you know, playing defense so hard, getting out in transition. Uh, him and Kyrie, you know, had a few moments of just connecting on passes, even a fast break a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought he played another good game. Who played 40 minutes in this game? Josh Green, Reggie Bullock. It felt like a playoff. It felt like playoff Here minutes. Go again. <laughs> it felt like playoff minutes with Dorian and Reggie. Like, Josh Green has really stepped into that role. And, yeah, he had a, that big block. Like you said, a couple of really good steals. He had a steal. There was a moment in, like, the – when was it? The second quarter. He gets that – um, that huge block off the ball. He comes from like he comes on help defense, and I think it was Norman Powell. He blocks him off of a jump shot, and then there's a play where he was just standing in front of Paul George and just forced him into a, a turnover, like just for, like got a steal just straight up, like one on one, and then he got another ISO steal right off of that and got a fast break bucket. But like seeing Josh Green step up in these moments is it, it's really encouraging. They desperately, desperately need him to be good. They. I think in the trade de- like at the trade deadline, they need to add one more wing guy. Yeah, and so yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that coming up. But uh, Josh Green, I thought was great. We kind of talked. We kind of talked about Reggie Bullock, but I was gonna say I wanted to mention Reggie. What an amazing game! Eighteen points, six assists too, because he was the guy that was the like they got the ball off of a lot of doubles. Yeah, I've seen uh, some tweets from some some people about the the Carolina boys. 
having a good game of Theo and Reggie. Uh, but that's another thing too of having Kyrie out there. Whenever you're, whenever you have Kyrie and Luca now, I mean, you're going to create even more open threes yeah. in those corners uh, because I mean, it's just going to be drive and kick all day long with Kyrie and Luca. Uh, so like, I mean, Reggie coming in the form. I remember when people wanted Reggie gone for nothing uh, back in the fall. So. Just want to point that out. Just want to make sure. Tim Hardaway Jr. finally had a good shooting game. 19 points for him. 7 of 16 from the field. Four, hit four of his nine threes. He did he Tim Hardaway had six assists in this game. Oh. What how, who what is this team? Who is this team? I just I just watched. Like, it's so different. We'll see who's on this team tomorrow. We'll see who's on this team coming up. Let's talk about who is going to be on this team and who might not be on this team tomorrow. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, NBA trade deadline starts, at least for us, in 10 minutes. <laughs> and that day starts in 10 minutes. It is at oh. 2 p.m. Central time. So 2 p.m. Texas time, uh, nighttime, I guess, for, for everyone living in Slovenia. And so you guys get to enjoy, enjoy it then. Can, can I ask you a question off the top? Just one more thing. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like the beginning of the third segment. <laughs> first, first thing. <laughs> I've seen some people today do a little bit of the, all right, let's, which I don't want to break down the whole like Lakers jazz mini trade a ton. Um, I'll do that on lockdown NBA and go listen to it with me and Pat today. But I've seen some people do the whole man. I would almost rather have what the Lakers got, you know, because they basically gave up a, you know, a protected first round pick expiring contract in Russ. So, you know, you could do the whole, like, all right, what's the expiring contracts that could equal Russ here in Dallas with the pick. I mean, I've seen some Madison say that I'd rather have the D'Lo Beasley Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, you know, instead of Kyrie thing. I wonder if you're still saying that after watching this game. I think if <laughs> I think if you're saying that you're taking into account what we've seen from Kyrie in the past, and like yes, there is a chance and probably a good chance that this blows up in Dallas's face at a certain point because the last three instances of Cleveland, Boston, and Brooklyn with Kyrie, and so like if you're taking that into account and you're considering, oh. He's a flight risk. Not sure what's going to happen with Kyrie. You're taking into account some of the off the court stuff. Like if you're thinking, if you're thinking about that, then yeah. But just basketball wise, like no way, no way. Like you see what one player. I, mean, I like I like Vanderbilt and Beasley for sure. And and D'Lo has shot really really well this year and would be one of the best shooters on the Mavericks this year. But like you, you see what one player can do for a team, right? Like you can only you can only play five at a time. And so what one player can do to elevate a team. It's basketball wise. I, I wouldn't understand doing that deal instead of the one the Mavs got. Yeah, I agree. You do the Kyrie deal over that deal. I just wish they could have kept Dorian. <laughs> I know. I'm always gonna. I'm I always s- gonna think that and feel that. I saw the Nets photo shoot with him today, and Ugh, I can't. I can't look at any of that stuff. I finally the, just got okay with watching Brunson in a Knicks jersey. And the Lakers um, won that trade by a wide margin, and it was dumb. Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, Adam Silver called up Danny Ainge and was like, "Hey, I'll help you in the lottery odds. I'll, 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 I'll boost your lottery odds a little bit. Nobody knows what happens there. Yeah, just help, help LeBron out. Okay, this is a, this is a really or, big, it's a really big deal for us as a league. Dwayne Wade's like, hey, I want to help out my bud. So, yeah, also that. Yeah, also Dwayne Wade's part owner of the Jazz. So dumb. Uh, anyway, maybe he got the maybe trades. he got the call from from Adam Silver, who got the call from LeBron. But yeah, let's talk about some trades. So. The latest reports we've heard from Tim McMahon is the Mavericks are still shopping Tim Hardaway Jr. and Christian Wood, trying to see what they've gotten, what they can get for, for one of those guys. 
And Shocker. there just really isn't a market for him right now. It, it's it's very strange to watch. It's The whole Christian Wood experience has been so interesting to see a guy that has that many skills that can score like him, block shots, but can't really play defense really. And then no one wants to trade for him. <laughs> like no one does for like two years now because the Rockets tried for a year and now the Mavericks have been trying at least for a couple of weeks. And it's just, it's just a really interesting experience to watch and see that. But what do you think about Christian Wood? Do you predict that he actually gets moved and do you have any ideas of where it could be? Yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the I said this the other day. The only reason why I could see him not being gone is the fact that he's an expiring contract, and that the whole like we don't want to do the whole Plan B, you know, if Kyrie leaves thing yeah. is the cap space. Um, but like he's an expiring contract, and if literally they're they're out there and like nobody will just give him anything that could be in the rotation, then you might as well just keep him and just be like, all right. But I mean, tonight they played Javel over him, so it's like. <laughs> so Isaac's gonna say that if you're looking at the box score and you say, "Well, he played more minutes than Javale," but he, but Javale McGee came into the game before Christian Wood a couple times in this game when the normal rotations yeah. would go, and so in the first and third quarters and stuff, they weren't they weren't featuring Christian Wood or or playing him as if like they played Tim Hardaway as if he's gonna still be on the team and that he's big part of this team. They did not play Christian Wood like that, right? And so yeah, as soon I mean, as there were games earlier in the season that they were running plays and offense through Christian Wood yeah, they're not at times. Tonight. tonight it was like, hey, you're just kind of like out there doing your thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I expect him to be gone. Um, I, I think, you know, if you had to, if I had to make a guess on it, I'm, you know, obviously watching the Clippers thing. We've heard multiple times the Clippers are interested in him. Um, if I had to make a prediction, um, would both of them be in fit? Would both of them be in a, a Clippers uniform? Would they just switch locker rooms as far as Tim and Christian would? You could send both of them. If I had to make a prediction, I think I would choose that. Ooh, uh, that they'll go in a trade together. Yeah. How, what would the, so the trade would be like Reggie Jackson, Robert Covington, John Luke Wall, Kennard. Luke, Luke Kennard. Oh, and Luke Kennard instead of yeah, instead of John Wall. Mm-hmm. That one almost works. I think you have, you have to add a couple more. You have to add like four more million from the Mavericks. Frank Nelikina. See you, Frank. <laughs> it's, it's around two million, and then it's a three for three trade there. People forget about um, Frank. I could see that as a possibility. The The Tim Hardaway one is the hardest one to predict because, yeah. you know, there's the longer term money for sure. But also, he's a good shooter. Yes. And I could see any team in the last few hours before the deadline saying convincing themselves of all right we could we always need shooting like we always need shooting off the bench or a guy that can spot up on the wing or something like that so it's hard to like try to pinpoint a team i think i'm more confident in like a christian wood as far as like highlighting a few teams like it wouldn't shock me if christian woods a clipper a portland trailblazer uh, a sixer. What are the Blazers yeah. doing? They traded Josh Hart for Cam Reddish in like a, a highly protected first to the Knicks today. Like, like, first of all, seeing Brunson's reaction to the Josh Hart trade was was awesome. I, I did really appreciate that. But like, I don't know what the Blazers are doing. Like, are they all of a sudden sellers? I don't know. I don't know. And, and we and we got to figure out what Dallas is prioritizing too, because you can make an argument that they need three things, right? They still need the backup ball handler. Yeah. They still need another wing, and What's their center do, rotation? Okay, you know, wait. Like, do they need the backup ball handler? Yeah, I think they do. I think they need somebody. For now, at least in the regular season, it's going to be Hardy. 
right? They're good. They, they should at least try it. In the playoffs, it can't be. He's just not. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be ready by then. You just see, just the, you just see the mistakes he's making, like in a game like this, where I thought he played decently overall. What did he finish with? He played twelve minutes. He hit a couple shots, uh, but five turnovers. Like you, you see the mistakes that he makes in, in games like this, and you're like. I don't think he can I would play. still try to add somebody, even for the regular season, even if it's a guy like Reggie Jackson, and throw Re- and it's Reggie Jackson and Jaden Hardy as like you know guards off the bench. Like yeah. I would be down for something like that. Or like you know if Chicago gets you know Russell Westbrook, which why would they get Russ? They got Goran Dragic. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what if they buy out Dragic, right? Like yeah. Let's go, like finally do it, you know, and bring Dragic and it's Dragic and Hardy off the bench. Something like that. I think you're gonna you're gonna see that scenario. In my opinion, I think tomorrow at the deadline, they try to they try to address one or two of those uh, yeah, things at the to. deadline. And it's like a wing and a big or like backup ball handler and a wing, something like that. And then whatever for that third spot, whether it's a big or backup ball handler, we're gonna see them really go in the buyout market or really go in for like you know, see who gets, you know, released or something like that as far as like a minimum type of guy. And they just add the guy to it. So the buyout market's really interesting. We're going to talk about it a lot because all of a sudden the Mavericks have uh, like a role. They'll have a role for buyout guys. Cause a lot of times you get these buyout guys and there's just no role for them on good teams. They don't want to just go to these terrible, like they don't want to go to the Hornets and just like hang out with LaMelo ball and, you know, play terrible basketball or the Rockets or wherever they want to go to a team where they're actually going to go and, and have a role. And then, they have Kyrie and Luca. <laughs> like Kyrie, I think is yeah. gonna, and maybe Theo Pinza too. Did you see Chris Paul tweeting about Theo Pinza? Yeah. Like I think, and, and a playoff team, like a, well, yeah, right. Contender. And I, I think Kyrie's gonna be a good like recruiter for those guys. And I think the Mavericks are gonna get some of these buyout guys that they normally wouldn't get because of how they're positioned now. Yeah. No, I agree a hundred percent. So that that's the what I'm curious to see how many of those spots they try to address. You know, in the perfect world it's a bigger trade and you're like, you can get one of those guys. It's kind of like what the Lakers just did. They got shooting. They got another big, they got a point guard. It's yeah. like, okay, they got kind of a three for one there, but. <laughs> uh, hey, can someone call Adam Silver and see if he'll do that deal for the Mavs? <laughs> like imagine what the ratings would be like if Luca was in the finals guys. But, but there's some, there's some Philly stuff. Uh, you know, we know they're interested in, in thigh bowl. So, for sure. you know, they, Philly's looking for a backup big Christian Wood could be that. Um, there's some different iterations in a Philly deal. I'm watching Atlanta's a wild card. Like what the heck are they going to do? They could, you know, blow up all kinds of stuff. And it's not just back up, you know, point guard, right? Like, I mean, what if, what if Atlanta and Dallas does something around Tim Hardaway and, and Bogdan Bogdanovich, you know, yeah, you know, Bogdan can play that the third ball handler role. Like 100%. Bogdan can run the defense and or run the offensive stuff in that second unit and different stuff. So, um, there's different ways they can do that besides like backup point guards, but I fully expect Dallas to make a deal tomorrow, maybe even two. Yeah, they should. Uh, we will be covering it. We'll have an instant reaction podcast whenever we do. Uh, I will be live on Lockdown NBA so, uh, for a while, starting at like 1 p.m. Central till deals stop getting made. So come hang out with me and uh, John Corrales and Pat the Designer and a bunch of other Lockdown NBA hosts. And then stay with us. We will be doing an instant reaction and doing a podcast at night with all the trades and deals that go down. Guys, thanks so much for listening say. to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.